Hello, and you're listening to Creating Real Marriages That Last with Dr. Mike Lynn. Dr. Mike Lynn is a senior and teaching pastor of Brentwood Baptist Church. Today, we're talking about young adults living with their parents. Let's listen in on the conversation. What about the trend of young adults staying at home with their parents? You know, that's wild that they've, uh, you know, that, that question when, when I was growing up, that was never even entertained mm-hmm. that, I would, that I would move back home. Why do you think that was? Uh, I, I don't know. And I think, <laughs> I think it was, uh, you know, my dad came out of the Depression, mm. and, you know, he left home when he was 15 or 16, and, you know, 18, 19, 21 with a college degree, son, you ought to be able to make it, and I'll see you. Mm. Do well. Uh, and I think there's, there's to, to be fair, it's not, it, there's a, a, a whole lot of different uh, dynamics happening right now. One, uh, this, this incredible burden of college debt right. that so many of our young adults are dealing with. Yeah. Uh, it's not the greatest economy right now. So try, trying to find a job yeah. is not is not there, or trying to find a job that's in your field. You know, can, mm-hmm. can you work at McDonald's? Can you do something? Yeah, right. but it's not, a, it's, it's not, as they say, a living wage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's, there's, so there's that dynamic, mm-hmm. but then there seems to be another trend as well where it's almost, and I don't know, you probably have more experience with this than I do, but just them trying to find themselves, you know, and almost expanding yeah, there is, teenage yes, years. The, uh, as, e- as a lifespan is expanded and lengthened, each part of it has lengthened. Mm-hmm. So now you're a teenager to just about 30. Right, right. Uh, anything before 30, our culture will forgive. Anything on the other side of 30, you were supposed to be grown. And <laughs> you're not right. Yeah. So, so, so and, and I tell people, when you, when you talk to your child, remember, they're not as mature as you were at that same age. Right. See, my, my dad was a man at 14. Mm-hmm. He could drive the truck into town. He could handle the mules. He could do everything that, was, that a man would be doing on the farm at 14. Right. I was a man at 21. And now it's 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 uh, it's about thirty, mm-hmm. uh, so you have the slowing of of the maturation. The, mm-hmm. the kids are maturing much slower uh, than than they did uh, in in previous generations. The second thing is, you have immature parents. Uh, let mm-hmm. me, it, you have parents that define themselves by how well their child is doing, or mm-hmm. how and they're codependent on their child. Mm-hmm. And so they actually encourage the child to slow down growing up because they love to be needed by the child. The helicopter parent. The helicopter parent, and you can't do it unless I do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you're, you know, you're 25 years old and your mom's still washing your clothes Mm -hmm. because, and and that kind of stuff. Um, So, so you got, you got some of that. Now, it's not always bad. Right. Uh, Sometimes, you know, one of my favorite stories is a friend of mine's son graduated college and was going to get married the next June, like a year, mm-hmm. and when his wife graduated. And they had a plan. And so he started working, but he was going to wait to buy a house uh, when they got married. And so he moved in with my friend. And my friend charged him rent <laughs> and made him pay rent the whole time. And... Uh, and treated him like a not like, not like, like a son, adult, but yeah. but like an adult who was renting space in his house. Uh, now, now the, the interesting thing to that story is 
that when he was leaving to go on his honeymoon, that, that my friend slipped him an envelope, and all the rent money was mm. in the envelope mm. uh, for, for them to use yeah. in their honeymoon. But there's, there's a couple of things that happened in that. One, uh, you, you have to be careful about the message you're sending your child. Mm. Are you telling them they can't handle it? Are they picking that up from you? Right. Okay, for instance, my son, Craig, just lived with us for about six or seven months while they built a house. Mm -hmm. And they sold their house in like 10 days, and so they were homeless. So they moved upstairs and that kind of stuff. Uh, And we didn't charge them rent or anything like that, but there was a plan. You know, he came to me and sat down and said, here's my financial plan. Uh, We're going to sell our house. We're building this house. We should be out, of course, you know, we'll be out in three months. You know, that was nine months. You know how that goes. But if if you allow us to live with you, I can put this money toward these things in the house. I can get a bigger down payment and have a smaller. So if you're working together with a plan, that's a that's a whole other thing right? Uh, with that. But, but a lot of folks just don't have a plan. Having a plan makes a difference. Ha- having a plan. Uh, right. That way everybody's on the same page. Nobody's making assumptions. Uh, if you're going to live here, then, then do some... Do some of the chores. You know, if if mom and dad are working and you're staying at home, wash the clothes. Right. Wash the you're car. Not just no, don't don't come home and tell them how many points you got in the latest video game. <laughs> that is not impressive. That's not good at all. No. Well, and that but that's the the, the stereotypical story you hear. Right. You know, is is my son's not looking for a job, but he's you know scoring a lot of points in the video right. game. Right. He's getting really good yeah. at level two and yeah. Halo or something. Um. So what are uh, what are some things that we can do as a church to even partner with parents as um, as we're helping them through these different seasons and stages and um, those? those well, you know, the interesting thing, and we've talked about this before, is is the is the power of the church to recreate family mm-hmm. for senior adults to step into these young people's lives as grandparents. Right. You know, if your grandparents aren't, uh, if your grandchildren aren't near by mm-hmm. then then find somebody who's two pews over and adopt mm-hmm. that child you know uh you know scout is fortunate mm-hmm. in that he has a church filled of uh, church full of grandparents yeah. who who see him that way and who will protect him that way you know uh the poor guy's got eyes on him everywhere <laughs> you know not a chance it's not a, well it, 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 there's not and um and, and and that's that's a good thing, and you know he'll he'll complain about it, but one day he will he will realize how how much people have loved him, right? And right. That we're not going to stand by and watch him cross a line without stepping up and confronting him about it. Um, and that's you, good for him, and, that's and good, it's also good for the good grandparents for that are also good him. for grandparents, right? Because you have so much to give to this young fellow, and Scout has so much to give to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been here uh, pastoring this church now. I'm going into my 25th year, mm-hmm. uh, and I was having coffee with the, ch- uh, the preschool, the BYCS, Brentwood right. Young Children's School, and you know they were celebrating everybody coming back. And mm-hmm. I've been here long enough now that my children are bringing their children. Oh, so, you know, and I'm looking around, you know, these were the first graders and the second graders mm-hmm. when I came here 24, 25 years ago. And now I'm holding their children and listening to their, and, you know, and whispering to their children, call me, I'll tell you about your dad. <laughs> or call me, I'll tell you about your mom, you yeah. know. Uh, 
And that's such a rich legacy and to be a part so, of. And that is so, so huge yeah. to have all of these. And, you know, and you kind of do think uh, think about them as your own grandchildren. Right, right. We have um, families that when we first uh, came to be a part of Brentwood Baptist that uh, just kind of stepped in and I thought kind of they're they're adopting us. Right. I felt like they were, mm-hmm. and and I understand that to be biblical now. At first, it was kind of like kind of a little, no, little strange. I don't know what's yeah. going on here, but um, but they knew what we didn't know that mm-hmm. we needed that, and it's a um, a support group that it, they really have become family, and um, and you uh, it doesn't it goes both ways though, and yeah. I think helping young couples understand that and and single adults too Mm -hmm. and um but i have seen that firsthand and um i love it when the church is the church it's the church across the generations right with everybody bringing something right um to the body you know you need to hear the stories of of what it was like to be broke you know my dad tells a story of taking the seats out of the car Trying to find enough change to buy a loaf of bread, you know. (laughs) No, that's amazing too. You know, and and they made it. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, to hear stories like that, going, okay, it's it's tough, but you know, they made it. We can make it. Well, and it provides that perspective that you don't often have at that age. um, Yeah, just remembering those stories. Daryl and I are now feeling like we're at least a little bit further down the road that we can speak into some young adults. Right. Telling them about, um, you know, the seminary days when the entertainment for us, we didn't have money to go to a movie, but we did have uh, the opportunity. We had really thin walls where we lived, and so <laughs> we could listen in on conversations around us. And the couple upstairs, we never met them, but they were always fighting, so we always knew we were better off than that. That's right, so. right. At least, <laughs> so, at least we're not there. So, yeah, right. So it's just fun to, to look back on that. Thanks for listening in on the conversation. If you want to find out more about Dr. Mike Lynn, you can go to MikeLynnOnline.com or you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Glenn. You can also download a free copy of 170 Ways to Love Your Spouse on his website, MikeLynnOnline.com.